Beginning of the parsha, Rashi brings down parsha Zustuma. Once Yaakov was Nifta, he was Nifta and named Tzoros Hashibut. Shaila is, beginning of the parasha talks about Yichi Yaakov, Shvayis Rishono. And then he goes to the towards the Brachas. And the, the parasha of Yaakov is only the end of the parasha. End of the parasha, when it talks about Mises Yaakov and the, the Vaya and the Kvura and the, and the whole thing. Why is, the, why is Rashi or Chazal, you can have a stum over here, why is the Chazal telling us already in the beginning of the parasha, this Indian, the Tzoros Hashibut is only once Yaakov was Nifta. But before, in other words, once it's Nifta Yaakov, so why is this Reme as the beginning of Aichi? As I saw this Kasha. In the Sefer Bar Yosef, and he explains that the, what Chazal was bothered by, that Yaakov asked Yosef, they should bury him in Yisrael. And he made him make a Shvua. Why do you have to make him make a Shvua? Yosef was obviously a a wonderful son. Yisro was mechabed kibud aveim. Once his father came, was mechabed kibud aveim. So you have to make him make a shvur. That's not like parents today. You have to beg your kids, right? <laughs> right. In other words, a father like Yaakovina asks you to do something. So you know you'll do it. it. Sounds like that he was forced to make a shvur. What? Is, why did he force to make a shvur? Because he knew that power is going to stop him. And then Yisro had this. Debate with Paroi, you know, I had a shua, I have to do it. So, so yeah, Paroi says to him, yeah, Michael, you could be shown a shua. He says, yeah, but I made a shua that I'm not going to reveal that you don't know Lashon HaKadosh. So I'm going to show him that. You know, he used this as a bargaining tool. Why was he, I mean, Yaakov anticipated there's going to be problems later. Because Yaakov knew the second he dies, Yosef will not have the same power to be able to do things. Yosef knew. So what Chazal saw from the shua. That Yosef, that Yaakov made Yosef do, that means Yaakov foresaw that there's going to be already a Tzaras Hashibut after he dies. That Yosef will not be in control the same. And if you look at the Psukim, Dabrinov, he had to, base Pari, he even used a Loshnov, Yosef used a Loshnov No when he comes to speak to Pari about base Pari to be able to get Kavura. It means he had to beg for it. He had to negotiate and deal with it. So that's what the that's where the parsha was bothered by. So that's where Mizramas at the beginning. So Yaakov is Mizramas the Shibuts. Parsha mentions they want to give a bracha to Yosef. The pasuk Tesvav says he wanted to give a bracha to Yosef. If you look at the Psukim, you don't find any bracha to Yosef. You find a bracha the Friday Menasha Malach Agoyl. So Ramban the Rachaim is bothered by many of them. Parsha bothered by, and the Rachaim brings down from the Ramban that Pshat is that the best bracha. You can give a parent is what you uh, they give a bracha to their children. That's the best bracha. The MS is one of the things that we do when we give a bracha to our children. We say the nusach yisimchalink afraim menasha. That's the nusach which we use. Why punk the afraim menasha? There's many different shots of why we choose the afraim menasha. One of them is the afraim menasha where the first brothers didn't fight. There's another pshat, they were the ones that they lived through the Golas and they survived the Golas. There's a pshat that one saw that the maila of Ephraim Manasha is, and the brach we want to give all our children is, by Ephraim Manasha, Yaakov says, Ephraim Manasha, Keruven, Meshimon, Yeli. They demonstrated that it's possible to be a, a next generation and still live up to the previous generation. It means they were equal to Shvatim, Ephraim Manasha, Kiruni. That is a tremendous bracha we want to give our children that they shouldn't be a Yuridis Adaris. 
Ephraim and Asher could be like yoked by children, should be like Ephraim and Asher. They shouldn't be read Zadaris. That's what part of the Kavono when a person is. That's what they shouldn't be read as Zadaris. Another reporter says that one of the things that Amalek did, Amalek, it says in Basik by Amalek, and Machama Amalek Midordar. What about what, what was part of Amalek tried to do is to make a separation Midordar, to make the parents and children fight. That was a machonic, machamba mamolik midoridor means to separate one door to another, not to respect one another. That was part of Amolik's plan. And that was not to have that kibbutz of aim. If anything, we once mentioned recently, the Yaris Devash learns that Amolik actually had the koich of kibbutz of aim because he came from Esau. The Yaris Devash says, so Esther, in order to defeat Haman, had to be, she wasn't pegeba covered of aim, that her parents had to die before she was born, in order that she doesn't have at least a negative kibbutz of aim, after the Yaris Devash learns. So, definitely, there's a tremendous brach when your children live up to what their parents writes. And, you know, the, 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 the job of every parent to be mispal on their children. You know, even children have to recognize their, their parents because every tefillah, how do we start off with the schus avis? That's how every tefillah part starts off with schus avis. Why is it start with schus avis? Because very often things that we have today here is only because previous door is already set up for us. And we have to realize we have to set up for the future generations, our job. So I saw Merdik Pshat from the Benish Chai, Pshat in the Posik. He has the cash as follows. The Pesach says, I'm going to give you Shechem. Rashi says, Shechem means, Ir Shechem, I'm going to give Alachecho. He's giving him Ir Shechem. What do you mean? Who got Shechem? Who conquered Shechem? Shimon the Levi was the one that conquered Shechem. And here it says, I'm going to give Shechem. I was the one that conquered Shechem with my Tfilis. I conquered Shechem. If I conquered Shechem, what does what Shimon Levi do? So Ben Shchai says, I'll explain you with a marshal. says, a marshal, a guy was in a forest. He was in a forest. And what happened, a bear comes towards him. And he was a very primitive fellow. So he sees this bear come towards him. He picks up a stick. And he figures the bears must have seen hunters before in his life. And I'll point it like a gun. And the bear will run away. That's what this is. And as he points it towards him, suddenly a shot comes out. Boom. And the, and the bear falls down. The bear dies. The guy says, wow. I managed to kill the bear. That's what this guy thinks. What happened? There was a sniper, there was a guy in the tree, and he saw what's happened, this encounter with a bear with this person, and he shot the bear, pooped when this guy picked up that stick. So what happens, this guy somehow thinks that he killed the bear, when in other words, there's someone else that orchestrated it. Very often, we are very much like that. We think we did things, which already, things already orchestrated by Kodesh things were orchestrated by us before. Shem Levi think that they conquered Shem. You know why they conquered Shem? Because Yaakov already had Dava Nashlakachdim Yadamir Bechar Bebekashdi. Yaakov was Mispal. They should be able to conquer Shechem. Yaakov was Mispal. Whether Yaakov agreed he should kill them in that way, the different. But the conquer of Shechem, to punish Shechem, definitely. The schus that Shimon have hate because he's ready, Yaakov already had Dava for them. You know, they say of another story, I never saw the name of the Pitzkaber Rebbe, Pitzkaber Rebbe. He said of a Moshal of a, of a, there was a father and son. He went into a car and he sees that the car has two steering wheels in the car. Well, two steering wheels on a car. What's this? So you asked him what's shot in these two steering wheels. He says, I have a son that every time I get in the car, he wants to drive. He always pulls the steering wheel. It got dangerous while I'm driving. So I came out of the chap. I installed a fake steering wheel. And now my son sits in the car with me. And he sits there and he drives. And he goes, mm, right? He drives. And he feels he's driving. And he thinks, right? 
But we, so the kid thinks he's driving, but we know who's driving. The father's driving. We also think we're driving. That there's really a bunch of driving. We're that kids turning things to think we're moving things around. It's really, really, Akadosh Baruch is the one who's the driver. That's what, that's what we, we have to bespell. It's interesting. You know, the, there's a whole debate if you're allowed to go to Kvar. It's a big debate. Mr. Bru actually has two different opinions. In Hilchas Rosh Erev Roshani, discuss him go to Kvarim because Mokayim by Kivre Sadikim is the Tfilas and the Skabal B'Yesa. But it's interesting, in Hilchas Tainas, when it's brought down, when there's no rain, you go to it, says you go out to the Besak Bar, as Martin Tainas says. So Mr. Bur brings down the grove over there, the grove didn't like going to Batakaros. The clipper is different, Tuma is Dovik, but person, he wasn't big into going to Besak Bar. It's interesting, Mr. Bur, Turin Blaze, it's a big Shiloh. And I heard the Briskorov held that Kivre Rachel, a lot ago. She was buried in this week's parsha. Yaakov tells Yosef she was buried in a mockim that when the child Klalis will go out to Golas, that they'll pass by a cave. Right? They'll pass by a cave, and, and Rachel's going to come out and be mispowel for them. So, cave Rachel was made for the Golas that we should be spowel to, because Rachel was the one that said to Akurish Borchu, Rachel Mavakal Abadeo, the Rabbanishan promised in Shavivon and Lagvulam. So, it's in the Briskorov health. Kevar Rachel is a place allowed to go to Mispal. Even if, let's say, you're not into Kavarim. So it happens, when the Briskorov was sick, he asked Rav Shneimah to go to Rav Shem Reichai's Kevar, to daven for him. He couldn't go himself, he was too weak. So somehow he held the Rav Shem Reichai also. Happens, yeah, he wants... So, Rachel was buried. I once saw in the Svar of Shneimach, in Tamadas, he says, if you look, what you Mispal for in life, you take with you all the way to the Kevar. Rachel and Leil just analyze where they were buried. Leo was buried with Yaakov. Rachel was buried outside Beis Lachem. In order for Kalashol, when, when it needs Phyllis, they'll go there. Or she'll, she'll be misspell. What did Leo daven for in her life? So we know Leo ain't a Leo Rako. She daven that she shouldn't fall with Gairalo Yishalesov. She should be, she be able to shouldn't fall to Esav. So who she buried with? She's buried actually with Yaakov Avinu. That's what she daven for. What did Rachel daven for? Rachel didn't daven. Rachel knew she was. Rachel davened for children. So Rachel is buried in a place that she can be misbelled still for children. That means you know, as you feel as you take all the way to like even where you're buried is affected by your, is affected by your, by where you where you, where you are, the way a person it's affected by. Um, so that's one of the things that person we are living on the previous generations. We have to daven to the next generations. And we don't even know sometimes how much koyach we put. Rosita Muncy was just nifted last week. His name is Rabbi Shmichel Chil. He did a lot of good things, but he was a chaplain in the jail. Chaplain in jail. And he has a story. Someone told me this week of him. A story that one of his prized Talmidim, he says, of people he was in in jail. What was the story? That there was a guy in jail. I don't know if he was still in jail, but when he went out, he, had, he was, became religious. And his father died. And his father left in Savoy. They have to cremate him. So he was already became from. He doesn't want his father to be cremated. He wanted to bury his father, give him to Kevin Yisrael, his father. So he went to his siblings, who weren't from, weren't religious, and he said, "No, I want, I want to bury him." He said, "What do you mean? The father wrote we should uh, cremate him. They wrote in the will we should cremate him. You know, they didn't want to, they didn't want anything." So he, came, so he said to his siblings, "You know what? I'm willing to vavat on my chelik Yerusha if you give me the body." And it wasn't a small amount of money; it was a lot of money. He was willing to sacrifice all his Yerusha in order they should be able to have his father buried with Kevin Israel. And they were asking for sure. It's easy to buy people money. They were asking him to do that. 
the nachas, he said he got from, you know, from, from such a story. He got such a nachas from the story. But in other words, sometimes, sometimes. So even though we speak over here that we're talking about that the father, this chus avis, that we daven in this chus avis, but also, it can, be, it can go the other way around. It have an effect that if you do, somehow, somewhere in those previous doris, had that chus that his child should become from, to be able to mezaka, to be able to save his, save his, his, now it doesn't mean Avada, we have to misspell someone told me interesting but for our door, very often person has to be in tuned to the lower generation. I mean the readers of there is also. It says by Yaakov Shikalis Yodov, Yaakov turns his hand. He didn't ask the children to move. So there's a lot of different shot and why not to Mavazamanasha, there's all different shot and why. But someone told me there's a remedy also, sometimes the parents have to change their way, not tell the children to change. So Yaakov himself felt it shouldn't be like that. So he changed in order how to be able to give the brachas. He did this. He did the shinu. So in other words, in order to connect sometimes to the extar. That's something you see in this parsha. Another nukud that we find in this parsha is the end of the parsha. End of the parsha, after the Shvatin came back from bearing Yosef, they started getting nervous. Yistameinu, right? Vahashev Yashiv which from the Pesukah's Masha, Rag, Ashagamalnu, Pasek seems to say that now Yosef is going to take revenge on them. So the question is obvious, right? I just read on this pamphlet over here from my brother. He says that the question is follows. That how could it be that they're worried? I mean, there's so many years already been together. Yaakov Shvaser, Shana, Yosef didn't show any type of, uh, any type of thing that he shows. He didn't show any of this. So what's Pshat? So he says... If you look at the Medrash, the Medrash says, after he came back from Gavruva, Vayoshev Yaakov, the Medrash says, he stopped inviting his brothers to the Suda. So now they saw somehow the relationship is different. He stopped inviting What happened? Why did he stop inviting him? So that's why they felt, oh, now he's going to take revenge. So he told me, even on this pamphlet, it says, Rabbi Schwab, my brother told me that from Rabbi Hirsch, so I don't know, right? He told me from Shem Rabbi interesting, sometimes parents hold children together, means... Uh, especially when the children already grow up and they have their own homes. But they meet at the parents. I mean, they go to the parents. They have an ASIC. And, or they'll do things, right? One makes chasna. You know who's the parents going to be wanting to be there for the, for the chasna. So parents very often hold children together. Yaakov, when he was alive, Yosef invited all his brothers and, and covered for Yaakov Avinu. Yaakov's there. Yosef invited them. Now Yaakov passed away. So that wasn't the same. The relationship changed. The relationship changed. So he did not invite them now because, you know, he had something against them. It's a Matthias. He invited them all the time is because he wanted to machabat his father and when they sit together. And after that's how he learns. A father can hold a family. Parents can hold family together. And it happens very often like that. After both parents are nifter, nifter, the children don't have the same relationship together. They don't have that common connection as much as they had before. That's how he learns. But there's a pshat also, he wants to say about like this. Sometimes, if you look at the Medrash, the Medrash actually says that Yosef was Meschav and Hashem Shemaim. Why didn't invite his brothers? The Medrash continues. And he says as follows, the Medrash says, that when his father was alive, Yosef was very uncomfortable to sit at the head of the table. But his father was Meschavadim al-Zmelech to sit at the head of the table. And Memela, because his father was Meschavadim, so what can you do? He had to sit at the head of the table. But after his father died, he didn't want to sit at the head of the table at the expense of his Yehuda, who's the Melech, who Yeruvin is the Bukhar. He didn't want him. So he never invited him anymore afterwards because he felt very uncomfortable. He's going to sit at the head of the table. He's going to give covet at the expense of them. 
When his father was alive, Al Kibla he had to do it. So Mamela, he didn't invite them with a good intention. Lashem Shemaim says the matter. She did this Lashem Shemaim. Which is a very interesting thing, Shem Shemaim. You have to always read things also. When people do sometimes things, there are brothers obviously didn't get the message. They thought that Yaakov didn't like them. You know, they thought Yosef didn't like them. They didn't get the message. You know, in life, sometimes people do things, they mean, they mean well, but the cultural differences, the messages, brings down a story. There was a mom, Orthodox fellow, came to town. He'd never been to town for it. And he ended up dabbing a chassidish shishu. Right? So after dabbing, the guys come over to him and says, oh, we have a kiddish now. Come macha bracha. He got so insulted. He said, he thinks that when I eat, I don't make a bracha. Right? That's what he thought. When I eat, I don't make a bracha. That's what he thought. But of course, obviously, it's, it's a cultural thing. Sometimes you have to know the messages that you say. Not everybody hears the same message. So they're trying to make him feel good. And he, uh, he got insulted from that. It happens like that. Things like that happen. So definitely, Yosef's plan was the Shem Shemaim. He didn't want. But it's interesting. In the Roshayim already see such a concept. The, the Rosh in Kedushim brings down that the Yoim Sha'Allah, the Maram Rantbag Lekdula, Le'nir El-Aviv. The Rosh brings down. From the day he went up to Gudula, Le'nir El-Aviv. He didn't want to, he didn't want to, because what's the Shail? The Halacha is, but some person becomes a Guadalajara, his father has to stand up for him. He didn't want his father standing up for him. So he made sure he was never with his father from the day he became. So people ask, well, that's Kibbut Avayim. So the answer is, you have to know culturally what it's like. In those days, travel wasn't like today. About if he lived next door and he didn't come to his father, about if be a lack of them. Elamai, they lived them probably far away from each other. But he would have matriched himself to go and visit his father. But he felt for him to go and his father, and his father, he felt that would be a lack of kibbutz. That was the rushes. That was the Ram Ratbug helps. I love it. It so happens, just over here in this Kitzur uh, Shulchan Aruch, he talks about... Um, this is safer here. Shor mitziyonim alocha on Kitzur Shulchan Aruch. So in Kitzur Shulchan Aruch, some kuf mem gimel discusses its kabbalim. So he has a ghost here at the bottom. He brings down the on b'noi ra va'ov talmidoi kol echad be'oymet b'fnei asheni ve'maben b'farsim be'gadlas atira yarchiku zemizeh chein kosav arash be'kedushin. The Maram Rabba he brings down this alocha. He says. So even though the Rosh brings down what the Ram Rambag did, the Rosh himself, he stood up for his son, Rabbi Yechiel, Rabbi Yechiel. Right? That's what it is. It's not so precious. You know, in other words, even though the, 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 obviously the Ram Rambag, he didn't want his father to stand up for him. In other words, it, it doesn't, it's not a stira. Maybe when the Pagea Zebazer Chalama, his father would have rather stood up for him. So the rush stood up actually for his son. It's not, not that he didn't really do a Ram Rambak. If they did meet, you know, it's interesting, Shaila, the Poiskim, what happens if a person is married and his parents come stay by him for Shabbos? Who should sit at the head of the table? No? You have ever the grandparents come? Who sits at the head of the table? Huh? He always sits in the middle. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm talking about. I'm talking about a case where so it's an interesting shaila. There's Archa Shulchan. Archa Shulchan in Simon Yerdei Asimrei Shem Oisiyudalif. He learns if a benoi takes his son into his house, so he brings down. What should you do? The benoi takes his son into his house. He brings down. You see, actually, sort of here also. That
Yeah. A boy, well, if a son comes to, if a parent comes to sit, uh, comes to a father's sh- uh, suit on Shabbos, so the lust of the shulchan, if you look at the Archa Shulchan, he says, if, not, if the father's moichel, he says, the father's moichel, the father, the son should sit on his head, uh, on the, on the, on the, uh, the son should sit at the head of the table. But then he writes, he says, the reason, he says, anyway, Medina, it's not going to work out, he says, because your the wife sits next to her husband usually, right next to her husband. So if the father sits at the head of the table, he's going to be right next to his daughter-in-law. He says, that's not nice. He's sitting next to his daughter-in-law. So obviously, the Archa understood that you're not bothered the wife, you're not moving your wife. That's right. So today, a lot of cultures, the wife doesn't mind moving. You know what I mean? So it, might, it sounds like for me, from the Archa Shulchan, it's a stickle logistics. A little bit of logistics. You can't... At first, he says the father to be Michael. He writes in the middle of his words. Then, he says it doesn't work. He does throw in the words that the son is the balabais. So if you take a little bit the Archa Shulchan, like he's, he's going. So we hear the Shi'ar Mitzion Malach again. Over here in Kuf Mem Gimel. He's base. He has a Ragos over here. He says over here, after he quotes the Archa he quotes him much more because he quotes his, In Medina Nama in Chashosh, the Beni Balabais, the Yosho Bekoi Bakavua. The Nira Bedvarv di Borak le Taretz Mishanoi came, he says. That's what. Avla Minik Poshit Inikim of Yoshiv al Roshah Shulchan. That's what he writes. The Minik Inikim. So the truth is, it's very cultural. In Algerian culture, Lavada the Zayda is like that. In the Sephardic culture, the Papa. You know, sometimes they call him Papa, the, the, the grandfather, right? First of all, the kids work for him. So then, we, right? He has the business. That all, it, it has a very cultural thing. So that's, and very often anyway, in some of the Sardis shows, the children even live by the parents. So it's a whole different thing. So even when the parent comes to him, it's, it's a different dynamics. A lot of it's based on dynamics. Definitely you have different people. You should know Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky, after his wife, his first wife was the terrace, he didn't want to eat by his children, Shamas. He's alone. He didn't want to eat. So what happens in the weekday, he ate in a restaurant. My shvei used to sit with him at the restaurant. He had many hours with him because he didn't want to, it wouldn't be a burden on his children. He used to eat in Gottlieb's. It's the name of a restaurant in, in, in Williamsburg. My shvei used to sit with him very often. But when he Shabbos, he didn't want to go to his children. He went sometimes. He didn't want to go to his children. He said, the reason why he said is, if I come, they're going to put me, I'm going to become now the center of attraction. And he, was, he knew who he was, even though, yeah. He was saying, you know, the Zayda comes, especially Jeb Yaakov, his father's going to be Chabot. He says, it's going to take away. A father has to be the role model in the home. The father has to be the leader of the home. He has to be the leader. And he wasn't, he didn't want to go to his children for that reason. Now, this, these are dynamics which sometimes they're subtle lessons. One hand, if he comes, if he doesn't come the whole time, so the children see how parents is Mechabots. The best kibbutz of aim I tell people is, if you want your children Mechabot you, is, is how you deal with your parents. If you're not Mechabot, your parents, how do you expect them to Mechabot you? If they see your Mechabot, your parents, Havada. So Havada, there's a tremendous message, a lesson, to be able to, that they should learn kibbutz of aim. But, on the other hand, you know what I mean? You have to, there's a balance. There's a balance how to, there's that balance. And therefore, you know, you have to know how to do that balance. But you see over here that Yosef, the Medrash tells us, Yosef, at least, La'achamisa's Oviv, Chayov, you have to sit, Al-Tzmelech, you have to sit, Al-Tzmelech, you have to sit, al he didn't want to, he didn't want to pegab a cover of his brothers. So sometimes you have to know how to make Hashboinus, 
even from a cheshbon, you have to know it. And if they get insulted, you have to know how to, you know, you have to know at what cheshbon. Sometimes these things are very complicated. When you do something, you mean well. But on the other hand, if the message is not received well, then sometimes you have to adjust what you mean, or at least explain what you're trying to do in a way. That's what you have to do. So we, uh, at least we learn from, at least, halachas from Yosef, at least. Okay, good Shabbos.